Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to The Mentor. I'm Mark Boris. Our guests this week are Lauren Emerson and Genevieve Hewson. Now, they're the co-founders of a Sydney-based textile house called Walter G. Together, these two have worked with artisans in India to produce hand-printed fabrics and home decor products like cushions, napkins and quilts and a whole lot of other stuff, and they're exporting this stuff all around the world. Lauren and Genevieve started the business in 2011 when they were both just 25 years of age and they had no experience in business whatsoever, but they decided to have a crack and move to India and run this business. In this interview, we talk about how they moved into India to live with a family of artisans in a very small, dingy sort of joint. They learnt the traditional printing techniques, which the local artisans taught them, that are now, by the way, a unique feature, probably one of the most important selling features of the Walter G brand. What's interesting about this is they went about operating the business as if it was going to be successful from day one. Like, they didn't really have a business plan. They just threw themselves in, boots and all. We really unpicked the whole process and uh, we do find out about what makes this product really, really unique. So let's get into it. Lauren and Genevieve, welcome to The Mentor. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Uh, have you, are you wearing uh, any of the prints that uh, you guys develop yourselves or, or is this just something off the shelf? Sadly not. Sadly, sadly not. Sadly there is it for the home. Yeah, no, no. Just, <laughs> no, just so I can see there's two lots of prints yeah, going on We're there. always covered in print. You're pretty yeah. girls. Yeah, you love prints, naturally. Okay, um, we're not going to talk about your business just yet. We'll, we'll come back to that. But it is sort of re- uh, related to your business. Uh, I want to know, first and foremost, how you two guys met. Um, you've got different surnames, so you're not sisters, although you sort of could be. <laughs> People thought we were sisters for yeah, a long could time. Be, it could be, yeah, yeah. So how did you meet? How did you get together? And, and by the way, what, how's that dynamic work? Well, we both went to high school together. We met in year seven when we were 13. Yep. <laughs> Very Where? long time ago. Where? Winona. Yep. Yeah, we started the business when we were 25. So yeah. No. Give seven. me some history there. Okay. Let's go back to okay. school. Let's go back to school. Right, back to school. Honestly, back at school, we were just friends, you know, school every day, parties you, on the weekends. Were you, were you saying to yourself... Uh, it was, yeah, let's do something together one day. We no, were no, not at all. It was more out of school that that happened. We travelled yeah. a lot. Like we went to Vietnam, um, Peru, Bolivia, Mexico. We loved the same things. Yeah, like we were obsessed with textiles. We used to were you, wear you, you were same. obsessed with te- textiles when you were young? Yeah. yeah. What okay. does that mean? 
We just like collect things and we just... I don't, maybe we just thought that up as like a way to conceal a compulsive shopping habit or something. <laughs> but we loved, loved trawling markets and we're both probably bowbirds and love... Yeah, just collecting, just collecting and shit. so whether it's would fabric take, or antique stuff or yeah, and probably you know going to countries where it is a little more gritty, where you you know hunting for the diamond in the rough kind of thing at markets, and usually in those places there is a pretty rich textile history, which there wasn't back home. So I think there was always like a craving for it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah you mean here? We, we, yeah, we, sorry, we, in yeah, Australia. Yeah, we import yeah. we import our sort of textile culture. Mm, yeah, you know, exactly. Somewhere else, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, because I, I, I'm just trying to get a sense of both so, of you. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm just sort of so, imagining two young ladies, uh, <laughs> 17, 18, whatever, years yeah. of age at school, sort of have, like like hanging out of the markets of Glebe or wherever. You know, like, yeah. Trawling through, oh, wow, look at that. That looks good. Uh, and wishing you had enough money to buy everything and uh, yeah, go and make something with it. Right. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> so we pretty much did that. Then we got to... I mean, Lauren was actually doing a textile degree and as part of that went to India to do an internship. Um, I was living in Hong Kong at the time teaching kindergarten. I'm not a trained teacher. I'll just put that in there. But it was fun and fantastic. And I flew over to meet her a couple of times. Um, Obviously, it was just there was textiles everywhere. We loved it. In India? In India. Is that that the case though, is it? I mean, yes. I, I mean oh, yeah. yes, like just even colour just the pattern women everywhere, and everyone's wearing... not afraid to wear colour. Like yeah. no one would wear black, really. Yeah, it's or just white. covered in. Yeah, no, they wear lots of white. Do they? Yeah, yeah. The men yeah, wear the quite men, a bit of white. The men do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I lived in India on and off for a while, and uh, I lived in um, a place called Gurgaon. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. In South Chet, uh, South. Yeah, well, I had a business yeah. there for many years ago. Many many years ago, oh, um, and I was wow. just, I used to go Seasoned. there. I went there for about four or five years, um, and uh, one of the things I I know similar to yourself was, was the the colours everywhere Wim, mm. in relation to the women mostly. Yeah, yeah. Women wore actually wore those saris and yeah. like in real real deal, like you know, yeah. like not, not yeah, like that's you, what they wear. It's not just like totally. Yeah, it's not the they haven't adopted not for a wedding. No, it's not like yeah, India. they're crazy. That's they haven't adopted day. our sort of our, our gear no. at this stage. I mean, they're sort a of little bit. More, yeah. the younger the younger bit, ones. Are, yeah. yeah, but they all wear that that sari and it's colour everywhere. Exactly. And so the poorer it was a total they are, dream the colour. The poorer they are, the more they colour up. Yeah, yeah. which it is seems bizarre. Like you'll be driving through, you know, from city to city and you're in the middle of nowhere and just dotted across the field is will be these women in the brightest saris you've ever seen. Just, It's just beautiful. Yeah, and so did that sort of intrigue you a bit? Oh, we were ta- taken at first sight. It was love at first sight. Yeah, just in Without a totally doubt. Everything about it. Yeah, Bad smells, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. chaos. Oh, the chaos for sure. Yeah, everything about uh, it. The just... place sort of thrives on freneticism. Yeah. Um, but and that sort of goes with the color because color to me is about freneticism. Like yeah, I, I see color. Yeah, correct. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm looking at the two outfits you two <laughs> yeah. got on now. Giving moment. you anxiety yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> no, but it's sort of good too. Like it's energetic. It, yeah. it, it yeah. provides energy. Yeah. Um, but you got to sort of you can get a little bit muddled, and uh, you got to sort of try and put it into context. But. That's what I got out of India. Um, color equals freneticism to me. <laughs> and so, do you? Did you get a bit of that? Like, as at, I mean, I'm much older than you know now. I mean, than you guys were at eighteen. Eighteen, I wouldn't have got that. Um, did you sort of get that at eighteen? Did you sort of think to yourself, "Wow, this is where I want to be, and I want to sort of arrange it all"? Are you we, both sort of controllers? You want to get color and control it a little we're bit? We're definitely both control freaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. 
we, it honestly, the business really started. Lauren was about to leave. I leave after India. Leave India after, after six the six months. months. And she sent me a little email saying, hey. How many years ago were we going back, by the way? So this one, 25. So we were we 24 at that time. Oh, when probably nine years that? ago. Yeah. Nine eight or years. nine so years ago. So it was email, yeah, 10, 2010. Yeah, but it was just yeah, right, yeah. a hot mail, you know, yeah, a little yeah, high. Yeah, I remember yeah, I didn't yeah. have like an iPhone no on my WhatsApp trip or anything. Yeah. yeah, we didn't. So we, she sent an email, pretty much said, hey, what would you think about starting a textile business? Question mark. <laughs> Chat, I wish I could you find know that email. I know. I don't <laughs> think we've got those accounts anymore. And I just wrote back, I'd love to. Where do we Did you say that start? or did you say fuck yeah or something like that? Yeah. What did you say? Really? <laughs> what did you say? Probably said I fuck yeah. Wasn't something <laughs> probably. And that was it. And so we both, I moved back from Hong Kong and we both had absolutely so no idea. So you were teaching in Hong Kong though? Yeah. So what's weird, you both sort of weren't even in Australia. You're like, you both no, yeah. we just, wandered off. Yeah, I was. I think I was. Um, I had actually fled to Hong Kong to escape my now husband post breakup, one of our many breakups. Um, uh, yeah, anyway, you. that was all in vain because we ended up together anyway. Yeah. So we were sort of just at a time of our lives, just you know, early twenties, just yeah, had nothing to lose. Know, yeah, true. I mean, fat, that's that's so cool exploring. though because you 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 got inspired by something. So yeah, Lauren said, "Hey, how about going to textile business?" and yeah. Your response was, Z- boom, yeah. I'm on yes. my way. Hell yeah, I'll, I'm going to come home and... But, but we took a while. Australia. We worked we another, like, we, for a year probably. Yeah, and doing then other random jobs. Our grandfathers, strangely, passed away like within a year of each other. We both inherited the same amount of money. Well, small amount of money. It was a small, yeah. yeah. yeah and that was so, kind of sounds... like a moment where we were like, oh, we could actually make this happen. Because like, you need cash yeah. for a stock-based yeah. business especially. So, what, like, I mean, give us so, an indication what sort of money you need to start. It's 20 grand each, I think. Yeah, but we put in 15 of yeah. that each. We right. said, okay, well, we've each got $15,000 to um, start this whole business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't, we have no idea how to do a business. We will need to move to India and live there for six months to learn the process, figure out what we're doing, creative first collection. So, okay, so just go back a bit. You've both got no money and all of a sudden you've got 20 grand and you just say, let's allocate $15,000 each. So that's $30,000 of capital we're going to put into a business, never been in business before. You're you're a teaching kindergarten. You're doing a university degree um, and uh, you decide, oh, by the way, we really need to move to India, which sort of makes sense. Which part of India again we're talking about? Jaipur we started in. Jaipur, yeah, right, mainly okay. that was where yeah. most outside of Jaipur. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, like, it's a pretty colourful place, Jaipur. Yeah. So you you decided to – did anyone sort of say, to you, hey, you know, like, <laughs> uh, uh, we need a business plan or uh, – Everyone said that and everyone said, don't go into business with your friend. Yeah. Uh, Usually that's the right We did all the wrongs, basically. Yeah. Yeah, everyone. So but what we kept were just, together? We were just <laughs> – Honestly, we never really gave it that much thought. We, it just yeah. felt right. It was yeah, just yeah. all in. So felt ignorance, right. basically. I mean, yeah. sometimes ignorance yeah, works. Yeah, we, knew it, we did know each other very well, I guess, but lots of people probably know their best friend. We had travelled a lot together. We would often approach things in a similar way. To, like our values were quite similar. So from that perspective, and we had exactly the same amount of money to put in, which I think was... Um, you know, a lot of people sometimes the 
inequality between partners yeah, could yeah. be an issue, but we were at least starting out. And I guess from it was self funded as well. Like we didn't have the stress of repayments to someone or. Yeah. And you had nothing to lose other than the 15 grand, which you exactly, didn't have. Which, which was have. a gift. Yeah, anyway. great. So and yeah. it was a gift that our grandfathers, they would have been so thrilled that we'd used it for that purpose. So, but I could mean, like a lot of people listening to this and who can't make that first step. I mean, was it a matter Which, of, well, I, just, I got nothing to lose? Like, is it like that? Let's um, have a crack. We've got nothing to lose. We can always go back and become a teacher in Hong Kong and I can finish my degree. And, I know, it, I'd always wanted to. Or did to, you not overthink I never it? wanted to work for someone else. I always wanted to work for myself. So that yeah. was just like, we're just going to make this work. We, well, I'm going to yeah, make this work. There was, there was really not that much... Um, Analysis. We just yeah. we just wanted it so yeah. bad. We just loved textiles so badly and travel. We wanted to combine all of it, and we together, just thought you know? it would be so fantastic. Because, you know, it's a big thing to live in India. But that was the bit that probably excited us yeah. the most. I right. Guess. Okay. Explain that thought process because I mean, at the end of the we day, just loved it. you're on you're on like a working holiday sort of thing where you're working for somebody else. You're not working for somebody else. You're working for yourself. So yeah. funded by your grandfather's passing. Yeah, that's like a perfect the, world. Yeah, but the only issue was that once we got over there, we sort of realised oh, it's going to be quite expensive. A large portion of that money really needs to be for the stock. So we don't really have much money for us to live on for the six months. So how did you live? Uh, I think we lived <laughs> off about um, $5, $5 a day. A day. Um, you sort of could do that 10 years ago in job. Yeah, like, at tough. one point it was... It was really it repulsive was where we were staying that we would so, so Skype our um, parents a couple of times who just saw it and went, oh, my God, we're sending money over. This is ridiculous. We're we both were so incredibly we're stubborn. Like, well, tell, so tell we me were about like, it. Tell absolutely. Me about it. At one point, we were, one of our, the um, artisans who we work with had organised for us to, one of their cousins or, or uncle yeah. Owned this boys' youth hostel. Um, he said it was a guest house. She said it was a guest house, but we were the only female staying there, so it was a little bit weird. There were rats. That is a bit it, weird. It was a little <laughs> bit weird, and it took us sort of a week before we realised that it was a boys' youth hostel because we didn't speak the language boys or anything. As in boys, young boys, young boys, young, boys, young, boys, young yeah. boys. Just I guess they come from the villages and will work in Jaipur because it was the closest city, and they stay in these kind of like um, guest houses except we weren't staying in the female one. So the whole thing was just so bizarre. There were rats everywhere. The walls were covered with Covered spit. with just like, like the red pun that yeah. they chew and spit out. It was, it was squalor, essentially. <laughs> and we would cook ourselves this little meal in the shed kitchen. It was really quite revolting. And then they, in the night, rats would come in and like eat through the plastic of our Tupperware and just... It was just disgusting. Anyway, but it was... It was so great. Great. <laughs> Just, How long did you live there for? Six months. Six months. Not in that particular Not, one. We so moved we around. We lived with the artis- our artisan for a bit. Yeah, in, in their, their house, tiny little well, in their family. So what, what do you mean by an artisan? So what are we so talking about? So the guys who print our stuff, um, we call them artisans. I guess they're cra- craftsmen. Maybe. What do you mean? Word. Print your stuff. They print. They block print all the. Um, the, our cushions and our fabric. Take me through what you're, what you're doing here. So, like, not okay. here, but what you were doing there. What we were no. doing. So that was the process that we fell in love with. If you sort of envisage potato stamping, you know, as a kid, like the carved kind yep. of potato, yep. dip it in the ink and then you stamp it on the paper. So essentially the process is the same, but they carve a wood block and pat that in this sort of stamp pad of ink and then it goes like they hit it onto 
the fabric and it sort of joins each one. So the block is no bigger than, say, 15 or 20 centimetres by 20 centimetres. It's quite a painstaking But who designs the thing that they cover? Okay. And so we're talking about textiles, right? Yeah. So just so we clear, everyone listening to this is clear, um, what you fell in love with with is what other what Indian people are doing to their textiles, mm. but really you're going to now do this to the, their textiles. So you're going to grab their cotton or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. is it, so yeah, was there we, something special about their actual raw material that you were uh, using or you could no, get it anywhere? No, the no. raw material is it's sort of just, just, just linen. Yeah, or, no, yeah. no big deal. Linen yeah, or whatever it is. Um, and, but you're not it's using, you're, you're not using, you're, you, you weren't using their designs. You're making up your own designs. No, yeah. yeah. So but we you were making... using someone's cheap labour who could sit there physically stamp this sort of stuff. Was it well, a, it's the process. No, break it down for me. Like, so uh, the cheap labour, I guess that's probably the miss, I mean, it's cheaper than doing it here, but the skill set actually isn't available here. It doesn't exist. Okay, so break that down skill. for me. I need to have a so break down. over in India, um, sort of in the caste system, that that's sort of changing more now, as you mm. would know. But typically, you know, the f- father would teach the son, or even the mother would teach. We mm. did work with a lot of women because it was a good thing to be able to do at home. You could have a single printing table on the roof of your house, um, and they are taught from a really early age how to do this particular craft. So it's a learned skill. It's actually it's sounds easy to get a block shape like this and just stamp it on. But it's really, really hard to do it. Yeah, they're always It's incredibly difficult. <laughs> and you have to join all the fine little bits on this to that side, but quickly. Well, we're, so, on, we're, on, we're doing audio here, so no one knows sorry, what this is. Sorry, I know. So, so, it, the potato stamping analogy, yeah, if yeah, you think yeah, about yeah, it, and yeah. you have to have each side, if you imagine if that potato is a square which has carved an intricate design in it, all the edges need to match up perfectly, but quickly. And then if there's a second colour, then that goes in. So it's it's a really time-consuming process that is a skill or craft that is handed down by generation. Okay, so if I'm looking for the hard skills that and, and, and advantages that India gave you, apart from inspiring you, mm-hmm. in relation to your textile business or your, your original textile yeah. dream, not now but then, what are the things that you took out of your experience of India that allowed you to develop your textile business from the beginning? So the ability, this craftsmanship, this mm-hmm. ability for them to stamp, but just break it down for me because it's, because a lot of people who are listening to this might think, oh, they just go over there and buy the textiles already done. Yeah. So what we're talking about is here, you're designing the, te- the design for the textiles and you're getting a number of skills onto that textile mm. and you're also buying the material there too, I guess, at, yeah. at the right price and you're getting the labour at the right price. I mean, can you break it down for me? So what is it you guys are doing? What do you add and what do yeah. they add? What does India add and what do you guys add? They add the skill. Yeah, That's, what no which are so the, the, skill the skills is, are the, 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 the I guess when we started we we loved the process. So block printing itself is a process that is sort of known in India. It's you know, the Royals wore block printed fabric. So it's very much a craft that is specific to India. And it has to be done by hand or it's all block printed by hand. hand. So yeah. you there's no machines that do this shit or you can do are, digital printing. Or you could digital or print to look like block, but the traditional is done 100% well, is by it, hand. Okay, but what's the difference? The like, difference is big. What is it? Question. Tell me. The feel. <laughs> yeah. It is, the there's a, you can just feel, if 
if you were printing it and I were printing both a fabric, they would even the exact same block, it, the end product would look different because your hand pressure is different to my hand pressure. The everything about you get the essence of that person in the hand printed product. So it's pretty important to pick the right person. Who's, so therefore uh, the artisan. The artisan is critical. Right. So and your artisans are important to you. That is, I mean, in today, copycats and all of that are one of the main things that, you know, it happens to us and people will try to copy the same thing but you underestimate how much that hand feel plays into the finished product. So your skill, one of the skills you guys have developed, is being able to pick the artisans or the, yes. the block printers, the people, the guy, the girl, mm, whatever, yeah. who know how to do this in a way that makes your fabric and or your, your whatever it is Definitely. you're producing more unique and more attractive and more saleable. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And, and less copyable. Yeah, well, and I guess have I mean, you the, the thing it, what, for us was that trying to use that traditional technique but create designs that are a little more contemporary and a bit more in keeping with the way we grew up. So Yeah, but let's go back to then, yeah. though. That's what you do now because I've seen stuff on your Instagram and it looks yeah. more contemporary. So that's what we always yeah. started with. You've always had that. We always had those designs. So that was your so objective. That was, that was, yeah, us to kind of, we loved the process, the, the block printing process, but we wanted to kind of make the end product have a more contemporary feel and something that we would want to put in our home. So it's sort of like a modern romance. So you guys yeah, had a romance. A modern with, romance. Well, you know, like, like a, it's a modern version. Like it's uh, it so is. you guys had a had a romance with the process. The process. Without I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. because it's hand done, these people have there's romance around the fact that the you know grandma taught mama taught blah blah and it's like a family yeah. p- family thing is done on the roof. You know, in yeah, the middle of the uh, Jaipur, hot as buggery, yeah. rain in the winter. It's heaven. It's horrible. <laughs> um, it's filthy, dirty, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So there is a romance with it. I, I, there's a romantic story mm. around that. But what yeah. you try to do is modernise the romance. So yep. you wanted your your input into the way it In terms yeah. of the, the colour palette as well and the design. Okay, let's, okay let's, talk, let's break that down. Let's talk about the colour palette. I guess we always just wanted to produce something that was really livable and sort of um, like – in our home. In our home and had a coastal so Australian palette. That you would like that to have. we yeah. wanted. Yeah. So like if you go dangerous? into a home. What, well, doing stuff that we like. want? I mean, it's a survey too. Like, uh, Possibly, uh, but we always did. We just never wanted to put something. that. Like I wouldn't on want to design something that I wouldn't want in my house. On the odd occasion we've I'll sort of few. thought to, oh, maybe we'll, we'll put that one into the collection because that kind of person might like that one. I probably wouldn't have it in my house, but I think there's a kind of. And it's never a big seller because I don't know. Maybe maybe we don't push it enough because we don't <laughs> inherently love that piece. Highly likely. But generally speaking, we try to always design something that we would have in our house. I, I mean, because I'm, I'm ho- hopefully you don't mind me sort of digging into no. color palettes. You know, the romance of the block hand block mm. printing. Um, you know, and just under- breaking it down, understanding that. You know, it's not really the textile because you might have fallen in love with what was or been inspired with their textiles and you yeah. fell in love with their process. Yeah. But what you did then is you went and bought textiles you can buy from anywhere, really. Yeah, I mean, the base you, cloth, you, yeah, and, it's just a linen. But you, you stayed there to do it because India is a place where you can still get this process done. It was really yeah. a place where you could find a process. Yeah.
Good morning, Matt. How are you going, mate? Well, thanks, Mark. So what do you got for sale this week? What are you going to showcase for us? A very different business this week and something I've, um, I've been, it's been exciting to learn about. It's a, uh, a dog training centre, dual locations in, in Australia and offshore, uh, but it's more than just a dog training centre. It actually is a great wholesale line as well, circa $5 million turnover. It's a good business. I mean, everyone loves their dogs. So I guess we're in Australia, particularly in Sydney, we're all, is it Sydney-based? No, actually, it's uh, up north. Up north, which is up Queensland. We're Queensland, talking yeah. Well, yeah. Queenslanders love their dogs too, particularly those people who retire. They all have a, a dog and everybody wants to look after them. So I guess there's a fairly good demand and quite good pull in that regard. So what are we talking about in terms of price? So we're talking about a, a two times multiple. So it's got a, a really a, you know, a nice profit, about $1.5 million for this one. Right, um, $1.5 million to buy this thing? To buy this business, and, which and, is only two times. And why is the vendor selling? Uh it's, look, it's it's been uh, almost twenty years now. Um, besides that, it, look, it's some ill health as well. Some uh, so it's time to move on, and, and he'll do a good handover though. Okay, great. It sounds like a great business. I mean, actually, I think there's a massive rising tide in the dog dog grooming, dog care, dog everything business. I mean, to me, it's a it's a big pastime for Australians. So look, on this show, I'm always talking to people about their business, etc. But ultimately, people want to sell their business and. This is about making sure that you get the right price for whatever it is you've been working hard for the last 20 years, like in this case, 20 years for, whether it's due to ill health, you're getting divorced, or you just had enough. There's always a time to sell. So it's really important to get that part right. Matt, talk to you next week. Thanks, Mark. Well, I'm back with Lauren and Genevieve, and um, I, you know, they're from Walter G, which is a fabric textile business, but we've been talking about the inspiration they got out of um, having the opportunity to sort of see how people in India, what they call artisans, um, use block printing. And we are talking about that before the break, and during the break they went and got me a block, <laughs> which is, uh, it's, I'll just explain to everybody who's listening and who, and we, who we can't see. So this is a, a bit of timber. Mango um, wood. Mango wood, is yep. it? Yep. Yeah, it's a great timber mango wood actually. Mm. Um, it's a, which is a hard wood. It's got a like a sort of a quite a crude handle on it. Looks like yeah. somebody it looks like something I would make. Um, <laughs> and but on the front of it, it has been carved into the timber a design which is sort of looks like a, some sort of leaf type design mm. or something along those lines. Yep. It's around. It's probably it's about, about it's a little bit bigger than my hand, so it's quite a big print and. I, I guess what happens, and right in front of me is a fabric, what is that, linen or something? Yep. So there's some linen here, and we'll talk about the colours in a second, but I can sort of see the way the block printing would be done. Um, you know, I, I guess it You're not lining it up very well. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> see not how my, hard it is? I'm imagine my, if you I'm had I'm my to. specs on, but like, <laughs> I wouldn't, I mean, I can imagine you'd get a different if the bloke was pissed after lunch yeah. or, um, or yeah. had too much coffee in the morning or didn't <laughs> sleep well the night before. And uh, I presume if they didn't finish the whole fabric, it could be different in different parts the of the fabric. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, which adds to the sort of the patina of the whole thing. It yeah. sort of gives a character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely, like, if, was, like yeah. if this has gone through some machine in, let's yeah. say, Japan or Korea, I'm not sort of having a go with them or China or somewhere, it'd be all perfect. Which and, is... Which, by the way, none of us are perfect. And that's sort of part of the appeal. And it loses yeah. the yeah. feel. Sort of that. Then that's sort of art. I mean, yeah. art mm. is like that when you look at art, paintings, etc. Um, whereas this, you, you're more original art as opposed to photograph. Photographic art is sort of all perfect. Mm. This is real art. It's done by hand. So I, I think it's quite cool. And I, I noticed this, um, what is this, a pillow cover That's or something? That's a pillow like, cover. Yeah, so um, we've we got mustards and creams and dots. So th- this design's 
at first blush doesn't look all that complicated, but it's sort of quite complex yeah. in terms of having, if you had to make the block, this is not the block that goes with this, obviously. The that second one. block, do you mean? These yeah, block that it. block goes for that. That's the, Where first, get all the, that's dots the, that's that's the second block, which we don't have. So everything that is a different colour is a different block. So, so I'd say you'd apply one so block to get that yeah. and then you... And then they've got to try and line up the second block on top wow. of that. Wow, you've got to line the second block up. Yeah, yeah. Over these. so this one... You so can there's, see there's three, three three processes. Yes, yeah. so if you had a five-colour design and sometimes even... Oh, this is getting a little technical. No, so go tell for me. it. No, I'm intrigued. So, for example, when you're printing, the... Um, coverage of that block, whether it's sort of the flags on that design, they're quite dense and, and like a block of colour. So even if that fine outline and the dots was to be in the same colour as that solid flag, it would still need to be a different block because the mesh that they have to lay in the stamp pad has to be different so the right amount of ink comes onto the block. So it is... It if it's it? not fine enough, then all of those it lines will, go will flaggy. So, like, who, who's, who's supervised <laughs> so, all this, right, this stuff? So, like, well, the these artisans, days, like, they, they know all of this by... They, just they taught know us it because So they taught us. So that six months when we lived there, we didn't know any of that. Right. So well, And you, to it, design a design sort of correctly, you also need to know that information as well because whether you would separate the blocks out when you're designing it, knowing that information. So definitely sort of eight years on, coming on eight years on, we're better than we were at the start in terms of designing as well because our knowledge of the process has become deeper. Um, and also don't forget we're trying, like in that six months, it was a slower learning curve because we don't speak the same language as them. Oh, so so they, it was uh, very sign language What are they speaking visual. in Jaipur? Are they speaking Hindi? Hindi, Hindi yeah. yeah. Okay, because there's like... There's yeah, there's all languages all there. Yeah, sometimes. But, they, but so no language barriers. Did you have to? Did you have to? Maybe it's quite a visual process. So there was lots Which of was hand lucky. gestures and just yeah, yeah, pointing yeah. and yeah, but they were, all the colours are mixed by hand. So you'd sort of like add a little bit more of you know that one and point to the green bucket or yeah. So it must have been quite, sort of quite intense in the beginning trying to get things uh, right. Like oh yeah, we've had. So many wrongs and <laughs> failures. It's just so, <laughs> learning curves. Yeah. So, because if I look at it now, I'm thinking to myself, I, mean, I love these. I, I actually love these two things. So they're great, and uh, and I really, I actually um, resonate sort of deeply with the artisan and the the hand the hand crafting. That's because I mean, it's a thing that we don't see too much anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean. Therefore, someone like me, I, I'm prepared to pay more for that than I would pay if it was something out of coming from a, like a machine. Um, and I get it and I actually love, I mean, just seeing this block here, it's, it's, to me it's beautiful. I love mm. timber, mm. And, but it's quite beautiful to look at. And, and then now you've explained the various layers in the process in order to get this, say, this design that's sitting here in front of me. Um, and, and I'm thinking to myself, well, really you're over there learning about, you're, you're providing them the... The architecture, you're saying to them, okay, yeah. I, these are the colours I want, this is the design I want. Um, you go and work it all out, Mr Artisan, and what I'll do, what we'll do, you two will do, is we'll make sure we market it to the rest of the world or our world, our audience. Yeah, that's And we'll fund, and we'll, we've we got fair. some coin in our pocket, we'll pay you relative to what you're used to getting paid, we'll keep you busy. 
And they're going... And we'll keep the craft alive. Shit, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, so... sort of what we're talking about here. You, you, pulled, you pulled all those skills together yeah. and you wrapped it into one point and then you yes. sort of banged it out. It was also yeah. a lot about the craft is dying and there's more and more people going into rotary or digital um, and there's a lot of young... It's not being passed down through as many generations anymore because the young kids would prefer to go work in a phone shop for the same amount of money. Way yeah, less if, effort. You mean they're in India? Yeah. yeah. So the craft, yeah. it's becoming harder to find the skilled artisans. Have they yet yeah, they're important to you and that they're going to need double we the money? Actually, well, we actually definitely, like, because they print for the local market as well. So definitely the price that we pay for a finished cushion is a lot higher than what a local um, brand is paying them to do. Um, and that is, we never really bartered the price so a aggressively menu, at uh, all. A visitors menu, absolutely. You're paying the visitors menu. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and we're we're actually happy to do that because we want the craft to stay alive. We want people to, you know, the younger generation to see it as, you know, a okay way to make money as opposed to. Slave labour. Slave labour. So, like, of course, I, I want to talk about that because that's quite important. So, you know, your customers would like to know this, I guess. Um, I certainly, I'm curious about it. Um, mm-hmm. How do you wrestle with the issue of here we are, a couple of um, foreigners in Jaipur, which is, you know, yeah. especially then, um, you know, you're using a lower, lower, Cast, yeah, people who um, don't have as access to the sort of money that we all have access to, or lifestyle, yeah, and will do things really cheap. I mean, how do you, how do you wrestle with that? Um, I mean, is there some form? I mean, do you ever think to yourself, oh, "Shit, am I uh, taking advantage of these people?" Or I mean, what do you um, think? How do you work it out? We, I'm not suggesting it, by the way. But yeah, no. we lived. Yeah, we actually lived with some of the artisans that we work with, so we. Um, their lifestyle, whilst different to the one we live here, was happy and they're comfortable. Yeah, they don't want anything. Yeah, Indians um, are ridiculously happy. We, we ate the food. We, you know, we lived in their house. Yeah, but so you, the, you, also know, you, you also know you can always go home too at any stage. Yeah, you know, they can't. They, um, that is home. Yeah, but that I mean, is ha- home. But ha- um, just how do, you, how do you wrestle with it? Like, I mean, is it a wrestle? We, or like, no, it's not a wrestle. Yeah. We don't feel. We know we that them we know what we pay them, yeah. um, and to do what they do, and we feel like it's fair. It's yep. definitely a fair price. Okay, fair. In fair comparison, is the word. in comparison to the cost of living, mm. um, obviously it's completely different here. But the yeah, cost of relative. living, a price, a bottle of water here is, I don't what, fifteen times the price. So, it's um, from a relative perspective, we feel. A hundred and ten percent comfortable. Okay, with, so for, um, I mean, well, how do you promote that though? Because uh, you know, you, do you ever get any pushback on it? Like uh, fair work, fair pay. Yeah, a lot of people bring that up. It's just not a side of the business. We never wanted to market ourselves as fair trade. Um, that we were we, just always comfortable with the fact that we knew our artists. We know we that still we are. visit them every year. We have someone on the ground twenty four seven there, so like she would always tell us if there was anything wrong in that respect, which there never has been. Yeah, so we. Yeah, as I said, it's not a side of the business. We didn't want to be known as a fair trade company. There's nothing wrong with that, mm. but that wasn't the story that we wanted to promote. We wanted to promote a uh, luxury 
handmade product. Um, we know when we sleep at night that the work that we do is fair and the people who we work with are paid um, appropriately. So yeah, that, that's I think that's important. Yeah. Just as a business owner, that's quite important to feel that way. So yeah, where did the name Walter G come from? Our grandfather's. Yeah. Yes. Walter and George. We couldn't do George. Oh, George my God. W. Poor, who's the poor George? George, who got George W. at the time kind of didn't have quite the <laughs> right who, ring which, to which it. Which my Mine grandson's called George. What's wrong with you? My brother's George. <laughs> where, where, who, who's the George? Who, who's grandfather? My was George? grandfather was George. So he got he came second. He got the G. He got the yeah. G. But G sounds. He was pretty in great, the rag trade as well. Yeah. So you named that. That's appropriate. You named yeah. it after your grandparents, granddads. Yeah. Everyone oh, thinks it's so bizarre. Like a, not years. Sorry, we thought for ages about a name, and names are weird things. You still Business create, names are weird like, because they don't mean anything until you've like Nike, got the stuff you know? behind it. Yeah. Well, it means something to me. I didn't know what it stuff. It means something to me now. Now I get it. I mean, do you yeah. promote yeah. that? Um, we used to probably back in the day yeah. when we started. It was very much part of the story because the yeah. story was short. But it was hilarious, time. like doing business in India, they would all, always ask for Mr. Walter. They just would never take us too seriously. And just... I mean, we were two young girls and I, we probably were Well, that works though, by as... the way. There must be a Mr. Walter because there's two young girls. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Sir Walter is how yeah, every yeah. email was addressed, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and they would off, sort of look beyond us wanting to know, so when will Good we... mystery. When will we get the... <laughs> yeah, that they just yeah. uh, they thought we were... Two spinsters. Yeah, we weren't married. Really? We were twenty-five. I couldn't believe felt it. Felt so sorry for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you probably would have stood out in Jaipur. By the way, um, yeah. it was actually yeah, outside of Jaipur. It was some, in a town, some village like, outside yeah. of Jaipur. Like, so for we sure. definitely stood out. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. They definitely. Yeah. Um, and so, so your your business model. So take me through it. How how does it work? So I mean, obviously, your is it an online business. It is it's, now. It didn't yeah. start started off, it started off wholesale, wholesale at trade shows. So how how'd you how do you get your Demand. I mean, where'd you find your demand for your product? And we know how it's being manufactured, how you supplied yeah. it. But what about on the flip side, on the other side of it? The business side, that was definitely, um, <laughs> we had no idea. We had less than an idea of the business so side you, of things. So you, we really love this stuff. We had a passion. <laughs> we were passionate about textiles. We loved the product. And then it came to the business side of it and we were... So clueless. It was no business plan. Just it was just pathetic. So, really. but you have, did you have a whole lot of product inventory sort of sitting there? Yeah. So the, we had a, the, we always wanted to launch the business at the Life and Style Trade Show in Sydney. I don't even know why. I don't even know how that. we. Like found maybe we that. had one of our mum's friends tell had a business us that said yeah. that was a good idea to but launch we, it. Yeah. But yeah. we also decided we never wanted to sit in a shop twenty four seven. So. That's we why we decided to, to wholesale as opposed to have a retail. So, what's the what is the life and life and style? I don't know. I've only it's heard of a oh, gift. It's a, uh, it's a gift lifestyle. in homewares trade like this show. Sort of stuff. So people yeah. sell exactly um, wholesalers but, but wholesale. sell their stuff there, and stores go there twice a year to buy stock for their shop. Right, and where, where's that at? at, at um, Homebush or something? Uh, was it the Horton Pavilion? Yeah, right. it was yeah. there. I think. So, it's... like a, a person who runs a retail shop. Goes there. Once again, cushion covers. Yeah. Goes and buys the cushions and goes and buys your covers. Yeah. They, they like. We sell the, the inserts as well. The inserts, of uh, course. But yes. But it's because um, it's, it, I guess the inserts have got some sort of special feathers or something like yeah. that inside. So, yeah. Um, and uh, do you have a stand there and do you have a whole lot of inventory sitting there? How's yeah, it work? Yeah, so we have, we just have samples, samples yeah. of the whole collection. 
people come in, I like this, this and this, we write the order. Give me 500 of those. Ex- yeah, oh, so. I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not at our first show as well. <laughs> so was, when was uh, the first show? What year? 2012. Yeah. yeah. And February how did it go? 2012. I think we broke even. We broke even which, and, and a little bit. Yeah, um, like not much more, but... And then we, what did that inspire you to go back and start again? To go again? Did you sort of say, well, hang on. Yeah. What, what did you learn from that first well, show? We, we were stoked with that result, <laughs> to be honest. We thought it was an amazing result. Um, we were, at the time, we were still working sort of other jobs as we were trying to get this off the ground. So, so this is probably did for the hustle. first three years, I'd say. Three years. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is like a side hustle to some extent. Oh. Um, it was... It, I wouldn't say we needed hustle, money to pay rent, so we had to do another yeah. job. We had yeah. to do other jobs because yeah. we weren't we weren't earning any yeah, money. Yeah. So, so you did your stint we in India, got your got yeah. your stock up or whatever it was, got yeah. your, the system going. Yeah, and then and we worked part time. Came back here to yeah. We came yeah. back here, waited for our container to arrive, got ready for the trade show. We were still working part time in other jobs, so we could pay rent and live. Um, and then in all our spare time, we would do this. In Jen's parents' rumpus room. Yeah. We had for quite a while. So for <laughs> years. You didn't have a premises? A no. no. Couldn't afford, couldn't afford rent. So Barely paying ourselves. Take me, take me fast forward to me now. Like uh, Now. How's it work now? What What's the deal? Like, uh, um, is it still wholesale, retail? How's it work? It's, there's it's quite evolved a few, quite a lot. Since yeah, there's a lot of different arms to the business now. So we started off, through them? Yeah, started off as wholesale and then probably in our second year of business we joined a showroom in New York for our fabrics just that we sell by the meter, so not cushions or any of those things. And then we continued to do Australian trade shows. Then we decided to do the New York trade show maybe two or three years in. Yeah, two yeah. and a half years in. And then we picked up another showroom for our fabric in L.A., and just kind of like year on year, we'd take on a little bit more new trade show or a new showroom. And then we started our online shop probably we launched. Quite late. Well, we it had one at the start, but it was like we it. did it, we made, we coded the website ourselves. But it's online retail. Online retail, yep. which yep. we have yeah. now. So you have online retail. Yep. Walter G yep. online retail. So mm-hmm. I can go to Walter yep. G yep. shop and I can buy stuff. Yep. Um, and we'll quickly talk in a minute about how you market that. Then there's a um, then there's a wholesale business as well. Yes. And then there's a wholesale um, materials or fabric business fabric. where exactly. you sell to other people who might make. We these. sell to show. Sorry, we have showrooms that represent our fabrics there. Right. And they sell them on to interior designers who will make bedheads, curtains, whatever yes. for their projects, and the showrooms take a commission yep. of that sale. It's that's. Sort of how the so you only sell to order then they like so they we make it hold stock of all everything. of our just because it takes probably the lead time is it so takes long. six months to probably oh, it does take six months yeah, yeah. with so, shipping included yeah it's about six months wow so we do two collections a year right and then the fabric is the same we do so one collection a year. Yeah. and how many people in your business now three. Us you. and one other full-time employee <laughs> here. Wow. And then we have one in India full-time. One, like one artisan? No, sorry. No, one, she's a QC. She's like our production manager right. over and, there and who works for us. And yeah, quality control. Quality control. And, and how many people would be like like turning this stuff out though? Like, I mean, artisans, for example. Oh, Are you still in Jaipur or some other place? We have 30 in total. Yeah. Do you reckon? Like on if we're yeah. releasing. At full collection. steam, yeah, and, maybe. And is it still in Jaipur? Uh, uh, yeah, Jaipur and outside of Delhi. Outside in of Delhi. No- Noida. Noida, okay. So, okay, um, and, and because so those things are getting pretty team. expensive now, though, the middle class is rising in those areas. I mean, do you worry 
at just outside of Delhi. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, d- we just got a 30% increase in our base cloth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pretty, yeah, the I, cost, like, the, it's not as cheap as you think. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. It's getting, well, the middle class and is growing. And we get charged, it, like, we pay for everything in USD as well, which is not great at the moment. But, um, yeah. you know, there's definitely, the reason that we produce in India is not for the cost of labour. Yeah, it's more... It's, the quality, the craftsman, the it's the craftsperson. It's, it's, the there's crafts. very few places in the world that you can get that craft. Do that process. So, so like, is there a, a time limit on this? Like, do you, do you think in twenty years' time you might be able to not be able to find this crafts people? Uh, well, <laughs> they will definitely. I think it'll they be more be expensive in, and yeah, there'll be fewer demand. of them. Well, yeah. Isn't that great? Do you think that those individuals, if it gets passed down to their kids, that they'll actually say, "No, I want." $35 an hour. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, but I uh, like ho- hopefully like yeah. and it's supply and demand. If it does become that short in supply, that sort of skill set, then so they should. But I think it's more than supply and demand, Genevieve. Actually what you've done of, I mean, what people like you guys do, it's not just you, like you, you guys I guess, but um, you've introduced to the world something that can build demand, which ultimately, yeah. could, I mean, this whole argument could that help. there's an ethical issue, but the whole the whole argument that there is an ethical issue is all bullshit because unless you expose these individuals at a cheap price, cheap to you at, in the early stages and then you build demand build for the product, you're never going to actually get their wage up. Yeah, you need... Um, because otherwise they're just selling between themselves at home. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Somewhere in Jaipur or whatever. And, you know, the bloke who's buying it or the lady who's buying it is saying that she's bargaining based on her buying yeah, power. Exactly. What you've done is you build a platform in order to expose them to the rest of the world where other people have much more disposable income and they're fighting mm. f- as, the, uh, as the demand grows, they're fighting for the outcome, the product, which means they're going to get more money. That, that's the argument against the ethical issue. Yeah. I mean, but it's <laughs> yeah. a hard one. But I mean, it's that's that is the argument. That is, and you're, you're showing the yeah. world beauty. This is, uh, I, I think this is quite beautiful. I really do. I, I love it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love the feel. It's one like of our most popular designs. Is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I love this above everything else you got, but I mean, I'm, I just really do like the the whole story around it because yeah. I, you quite happily would sit on a lounge. That may be manufactured, you know, machine-like, but mm. if you if you threw a few of these pillows yeah. around the joint, yeah. um, you would feel like it's so much bit better. Of life. Yeah. It's a bit better. I mean, you got some character in there. I think we got Someone's lucky. Fingers have been touching this, yeah. you know, like uh, yeah. and working hard for it, and uh, <laughs> made a quid, and you've probably changed someone's life. Yeah, hmm? the look. We've been working with the guys. We've been working yeah. with uh, m- most of them. We have not continued to work with all of them. Um, for quite a lot of time yeah. now, and even though we don't share, their English is not that great now. Hindi's pretty average. <laughs> it consists of a few words. Um, but we you know, know each other much. quite. No, we'd like the. There's definitely banter, and oh, yeah. we really enjoy seeing each other. I bet every you don't year. say how much in Hindi. How, how much? much? Uh, kidney? <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> so uh, tell me what so, your life's like now well, because we're running short time. I really yep. want to get through this. What's your life like now relative to eight um, years ago? Or it's a lot less stressful, ago? definitely. It's Are a, you making a living out of it's this? A a lucrative, yeah. It's a lucrative business. Yeah. It's a pretty decent turnover. And it's a, like a really um, good growth year to year. Yeah, the growth. What are we talking about? Twenty percent, twenty-eight percent last year. Yep. Yeah, for um, growth in terms of uh, transactions or total sales, total revenue, yeah. sales, yeah. turnover, growth. and you're you're, you're selling glo- not globally, but you're selling yeah. American. Sixty percent is, yeah. is, yeah. is export. Well, that's good because you're getting US dollars, per, or you should yeah. be getting US dollars, which yeah. you're spending US dollars. At the it so also spreads the risk. Hedge. So if there's you know a downturn in one market, yeah, 
sometimes a lot it's of not time, always it's not as, consistent. Yeah. So if it's a little, if the retail market here's a little flat, sometimes the US is often, you know, might be more buoyant. So it sort of evens out, gives us. And so it, it is. Uh, what where to from here? I mean, what do you what do you do from now? I mean, do you, how old are you guys? <laughs> You'll laugh. In your early thirties. Yeah. 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 So what happens now? Like, I mean, you just keep doing um, this for the rest of your life or what? We pretty much just want to die with our business. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Our, we love um, coming we, to work. We, often, we absolutely love it. Yeah. Like get to work with your best friend on your passion. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really get much better and it makes money and offers yeah. you a really great lifestyle. Totally. So, totally cool. Yeah. Um, a lot We're of happy we meet with, with our just accountant. like a steady growth each year and just. Yeah. Because we, we've both got young kids. So yeah. for us, for the next sort of three to five years, um, our sort of main thing is to be able to keep growing the business steadily whilst maintaining a bit of a work-life balance. We do actually want to see our kids. Um, <laughs> and so that's for now. Um, our intention is not to sort of grow really quick sell. and then sell the business to someone. We Who would buy it? I don't know. I mean, this is. I mean, this is a part of the issue. Is we feel pretty ingrained in yeah. the business. It's very much us. us we still do all the trade shows, and we still like. We just would never take a step away from that. We love doing it. Yeah, I don't like. It would be really difficult for us to remove ourselves yeah. from the business so from every the business. facet of it. Absolutely, yeah. it's our first love. Serious? We always say yeah. it's our first child. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I think it's a fascinating story. It's a great story. What I love about it is you, you're growing, you know, every year significantly, but you don't, you're not sort of significantly growing your expenses. I love that sort of business. And you're yes. doing what you love. And you, as you say, you're doing it with the best mate. So yeah. how cool is that? What one question would you ask me then? Because I mean, I don't know what I can answer. It was actually help. just on what we were just talking about. Our your exit? question to you... Not we exit. never want to exit. No, we want no, to okay. die with it. Yeah. <laughs> the question is, we do want to keep growing it. That's our intention. But how do we keep growing the business whilst maintaining that level of authenticity and personal connection to it? Because it is one of the first things that people comment on Instagram or when they see us, they know a lot about us. They love our personal connection to the brand, um, how do we maintain that whilst continuing to grow? I don't. Well, I, is the question to you? It's a good question. Um, uh, I, I guess what you can't do is you can't um, build up anyone as your proxy in in mm. terms of the people you're connected with, either on the supply side or and or and or on the buy side. So. The people who buy from you, either retail or wholesale or fabric people or designers or whatever it is, they're connected to you guys. So you can't build in a proxy. You must stay in the brand. I noticed mm. you don't have a lot of photos of yourselves, just sprinkling of yourself. We hate it. Yeah, but <laughs> um, and therefore, shy. which means you either got to do more of that mm. on mm. your Everyone social. Tells us that. You know, mm. My gut feel is you probably do need to do more of that. And yeah. I, if I was you, I'd be doing more of that standing next to the dude mm. who's doing yeah. this and, uh, you know, like photographs yeah. of you behind the scenes or, mm. or, or, or you know, f- um, stories, Instagram stories behind the scenes. I, mm-hmm. I think everybody Let wants to see. Let people in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Totally, you got to. Yeah. Not, not in your office, behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. At trade shows. Yeah. 
unwrapping yeah. this, excited, um, mm-hmm. et cetera. I think there needs to be much more of that. Your business will grow underneath you, like I'm mm, talking about yeah. in terms of people and systems and processes and yeah. bank accounts and all mm. the other shit that goes with it, um, all the boring stuff. But what everybody really wants to know is um, your what you do, how you're connected to the, to the ultimate product mm. behind the scene. Yeah. That's what everyone – and the only place you can do this is through social. Yeah. And trade shows. You got yes. like you love the trade shows, so you should go to the trade shows, and yeah. f- you've got to be front and center. Yeah, yeah. That's how you stay connected with the brand. Yeah, and that's probably the best. That's probably the most fun yeah. part of it. I mean, I know you don't want to Designing's be. Designing's probably the fun. Yeah, well, that okay. Through, yeah. That's fun. So yeah. make sure someone gets a video of you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We always everyone get, tells us get to the end story. of a designing like, session. Oh, I forgot to video it. Damn it. Yeah, but it's, it, <laughs> get a tripod and just put a phone on and just just yeah. ignore it. We need to change our. You have. To, I mean, I, I just didn't see enough of you guys mm. on your Insta anyway. And, you know, you've got 40,000 followers or something. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think if you probably start putting yourselves in there, you're probably going to double that within a year or two I've pretty quickly. Do it. Yeah. And that's how you stay you stay connected because all of you know, like at the end of the day, say someone like me. Yeah. I mean, I actually have a genuine interest in fabrics. I have a general, genuine interest in this type of furnishing, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. I, I just like it, okay? Um, and I have a genuine interest in the the craftsmanship, and I, I like to feel this. Like, yeah. so I've had a unique opportunity to be able to feel this. Mm. Most people who have an interest in this would love somehow to get closer to feeling this. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because your you business can't is even tactile. Envision it sometimes. Correct. Yeah. So, please educate and entertain yeah. the poor buggers who actually social, want to buy social. from you. Social. Okay, take the word social because that's the part you don't like, Lauren. Yeah. Right? We both. <laughs> okay, they're the words you don't like. Can I just tell you something? Media today, mm-hmm. digital media, forget the word social, digital media today is about three things Yes. when it comes to business anyway. I'm not talking about Kardashians and those sort of people. I'm talking about business, okay? <laughs> those mediums about three things. The first one is about entertainment. Okay, so entertainment means... Showing me behind the scenes, that's entertainment. I, I don't mean making me laugh or jump around or whatever. It's just showing me behind the scenes. That's what stories are about, Instagram stories are about and IGTV about. The second thing um, these mediums are about is education. So you have an obligation to educate. So teach me yeah, or, or, or um, include me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't really want to learn about it as such so that I become the artist, but I want yeah. to be included. So teach me, educate me. The third thing about it, about all this is inspire, inspire me. They're the mm. three things, the three things you need to do on your digital mediums. Mm-hmm. I want you to entertain me. Yeah. I want you to educate me or teach me something and I want you to inspire, inspire. me. And you give me those three things, That's I'll buy your fabric every yep. day of the week. And by the way, what you are doing is inspirational. <laughs> What you are doing um, is it, what you understand about what's happening in these countries, what these crafts people do is incredible. It's a thing you've learned that no one, none of us have learned. Yeah. You forget and, that sometimes. Yeah, I and, know. And, and, so... And, and so that's how you stay connected and finally just entertain mm. me. And you won't entertain me if it's a picture of a fabric. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Stay tuned. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Entertain me. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, ladies. That was awesome. Thanks so much, Mark.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.